Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Hey, welcome everybody to A Free Solution. I'm Larry Sharp, host of the Sharp Way Show. And here on WYSL, Rochester, W-E-N-Y, E-N-I, Elmire, according to Patriot, W-A-C-K in Newark, New York. So happy to be here hosting A Free Solution on a Monday. I know usually Tuesday and Thursday, but the amazing Kevin Wilson... Had a baby. Good for him. So I'm kind of covering for a bit. I hope you guys will be patient with me. 585-346-3000. I want to bring up something, if I could, about Texas. I said, Larry, Texas. Why are you bringing up Texas? Because Texas is now open. Wide open. Texas, wide open. So the world's going to end. It's not. Because as Texas opens up, you know what happens? Individual people decide what they want to do. They decide if they want to still have a mask mandate in their stores. And some do. They decide if they want to have only 50% capacity. And some do. They decide if they want to do social distancing. And some do. And the funny thing about this is, now we're going to see exactly how the average person will function and survive in a large, diverse state like Texas. This is what I wanted us to do in New York State literally a year ago. A year ago. Figure out what's working and what's not working, and then move from there. But we didn't do that. We decided to mandate everything, to fight on everything. And in doing that, we made everybody fight back. Think about it now. You have people who walk into stores or walk into restaurants without a mask, and they are physically fighting, not just arguing, yelling, fighting. No, I mean physically yelling, I'm physically fighting. Punching each other, grabbing, throwing each other on the floor over mandates. Or if instead we had done what Texas is doing now and people would be choosing, then you'd go to the stores that you felt comfortable in, whether that was mask wearing or not. That's what's happening now. Now, why would I care about that here in New York? Because now we're thinking about ways of checking on people. Meaning, uh, did you get a vaccine? So you get a stamp, or you get a card, or you get a code, or you get a passport that says you can leave your state, or leave your country, or enter a country, or whatever the case may be, based upon whether you had something injected into your body. Again, I'm not anti-vaccine. 
If you want to get a vaccine, please get one. I hope it's available for everybody who wants one. But this is the way around the mandate, isn't it? We've tried to not have a mandate. Well, I've tried. <laughs> so the, the push to not mandate is now coming around. Now coming around. And they're saying, well, if we can't mandate, we'll just make your life so difficult that you'll just surrender. You'll just do it anyway. Because now you can't go to work or you can't get some benefit or you can't travel or whatever the case may be. You will see that be the way that they get around the mandate. Now that wouldn't have happened if we had done what Texas is doing a year ago. People wouldn't have fought back. Well, Larry, how do you know that? Because I watched New York City in February and March before the mandates. And I watched New York City already on its own begin to adjust and shift on their own. People chose. And some people said, I don't care about this stuff. I'm going into my store. I'm... Some said that. And some said, no, I care about this. Particularly those who had elderly population as part of their customer base. Which makes sense. You have an elderly customer base, you gotta act differently than if you got youngsters coming in the door, you know, partying at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, midnight on Friday and Saturday. Is that how old the youngsters party? However they, however they party. It's different. And it would have created an environment of not fighting, but instead of mutual respect, because that was already happening. And the mandates came, and the orders came, and everything changed. And if you were in New York City like I was, you saw it happen. You saw it happen. It happened upstate too, but not as bad. It was serious here. Almost night and day. Now we had to. And the problem is we've been doing this now for a year. That we now can't even remember what was last year. And our immediate assumption is the second the government pulls its boot off of us, we will just run around and do crazy things. I want to ask you a question. Serious question. If all of a sudden, tomorrow, the government says everyone can shoot heroin, shooting heroin is now legal. If you want to take a needle and shove heroin in your arm, you may. It's totally legal. Do you think... A bunch of us would start shooting heroin in our arms? Of course not. You know who'd shoot heroin in their arms? The people who are already doing that. If you already have substance abuse problems, you might, but you're already, you already have a substance abuse problem. In fact, you'd probably have cleaner heroin and there'd be less chance of you actually overdosing and people could see you do it and you might get some help instead of hiding in some building or whatever you're hiding, some shooting gallery in a bad neighborhood, you wouldn't be there. So I would ask you, if you have a pre-existing condition, if you are over 60, are you all of a sudden going to go, great, now the mask man is out, I'm going to start spitting in people's mouths in the streets. Is that what you're going to do? I'm going to start kissing random strangers. That's not what people do. And I think all the talk, all the fear, I really think Texas 
is going to show us. I don't think it will. And I know New York won't do it because New York is just doubling down. Making stuff harder, making people angrier, making people fight even more because the battle is the good thing. I remember, I remember when, I think it was Chris Rock in one of his specials 20 years ago or so was talking about Bill Clinton and when the Monica Lewinsky whole thing popped up and he was making a joke, but it was serious. He was saying, oh, they're talking about bombing Yugoslavia? Good, 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 good. Don't talk about me. Oh, talking about this thing? Oh, good, 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 good. Don't talk about me. Well, if I'm Governor Cuomo right now, talk about anything else. Not about me. Doesn't matter what it is. Oh, yeah, COVID? Yeah, yeah, that, that. Not about me. Oh, people losing jobs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not about me. Oh, Texas? Oh, evil Texas? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not about me. Anything not about me. He is completely good with. So the fighting is what we're doing. I brought up Texas because as Texas begins to pull its boot off of its population, you're going to watch more people flood into Texas. You're seeing it already. You're seeing people starting to do events in Texas now. That should have been in other states. You're seeing people move to Texas who should have stayed in our state. You're going to see that money, that finance, that talent, those skill sets, those jobs, all heading to places like Texas. And some states will begin to get it. I think Connecticut's starting to get it too. They're going to realize that if we don't change this, we're finished. There's no choice. It's the ball game's over. We have to do this. But not New York. This is the part that so many people don't understand. You would think, you would think that New York State is a liberal state. So liberal should mean freedom. People have more opportunities. Oh, that's not true. New York is called the Empire State. Good moniker. Good moniker. Because we have someone who thinks he's an emperor. And he is dominating us in every single way with no way to stop. And I'll give you the craziest one. When it comes to these testings, these stamps, these passports, there's a bill now at our assembly talking about exactly that. How can we make sure that people have some kind of stamp, some kind of pass, some kind of empire, Excelsior pass, that says they've been, that they've been vaccinated. How are you going to prove if you're someone who really shouldn't get that vaccine? How are you going to prove that you shouldn't? You're going to beg the government, please make me an exception so I can go to a movie? Can you please make an exception so I can go to a baseball game? Hey, government, can I please be a human being and go around and do things that a human does without following your specific rules of what I inject in my body. I'm not happy about this. Sadly, it gets worse. I got more stuff for you after the break. I know you're like, Larry, stop. No, I got more for you. Larry Sharp, here on a free solution. 585-346-3000. Back after the break. A free solution. 
Hey, it's Larry Sharp here, host of the Sharpway Show. Do me a favor, follow me on Sharpway. That's some other cool stuff. Follow me there on, uh, how about Facebook? But not just that. I'm here on a free solution. Here on a Monday. Absolutely. W-Y-S-L, Rochester, W-E-N-I-E-N-Y in Elmira Corning, The Patriot, W-A-C-K in Newark, New York. That's the cool Newark. Please follow me on A Free Solution, Facebook and YouTube. This way you can watch us or listen to us all the days of the week. 585-346-3000. I want to grab a call if I can. This is uh, Craig from Clinton. How are you, sir? Good. How are you, Larry? I'm doing great. I bet you are excited about the new vaccine passport problem or Excelsior Pass. Loving it. I don't see it as I don't see it as a problem at all. I think it's the best thing that we've done here in New York State. There we go. See, of course you would think <laughs> that. Yes, of course you would. I can't. Believe, the more control, the better, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone's the same, and yep. government knows what everyone needs. Because they're 100%. all the same. So there's no way that that could ever go wrong. What could go wrong with government centralized control? What could go wrong? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely I love it. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you didn't call because of that, though, my friend. Well, it's, it's uh, tangential. Um, I was watching our buddy John Oliver last night, and he let me down um, because he just he glossed over the Andrew Cuomo thing. I was hoping he was going to do more with that. But then Texas... He hates that. He says Texas, which I'm not surprised about. But he had that he had that business owner on that literally said he's like, "Oh, now I got to be the bad guy. I really wish the state would come in and you know give us." Co-. I'm like, if you think it's such a bad idea, then why are you doing it? Why do you need yes. someone else to take the blame? But you, this is a a very big piece you just brought up, Craig, and it isn't just him. There actually is value as a human to having the government all powerful. And the value is you're not responsible. That's the value. I can't stand that value, but there are a lot of people who, oh, good. I just wait for government to tell me stuff. Therefore, if things go wrong, it's not my fault. It's government's fault. I can sue them or point my finger at them or whatever the case may be. I can take no responsibility. So I think there's a bigger piece to what he's saying. There's the average American, the average New Yorker. A lot of people in this state go, oh, good, let the government do it. Then then I'm not responsible. I don't have to be the bad guy. I don't have to have responsibility. It's always someone else's fault. D- don't you see that in him? Oh, yeah, that's that's the point. It's just, um, and plus, too, now, now I don't know. Obviously, he thinks it's a good idea to lock down, but he's concerned now that people are going to do what they want to do, and and uh, they'll go next door to the guy that doesn't make them wear a mask, and he hates that because you know he, they should do what he wants them to do, not go and yes. do something else. <laughs> and that's but the the funny part is, uh, I should say funny, but it is funny to me. I, it sounds kind of cruel though, but the reality of it is, if the people in Texas want to wear a mask. If the people in Texas are afraid or concerned, then they'll go to his store, won't they? I mean, we've yeah, had COVID a, for a, a year. Idea. You've yep. seen the people who have died. You've seen the people who've been hurt. Most of them, it's clear who those people are. They tend to be people who are over 60 with pre-existing conditions. If that's you, in my opinion, 
you probably should go to his store and not the other one. But it's still your life, even if you don't like that guy or something. And if that guy knows, then that guy should be happy to say, look, people, I'm going to be the safe guy. Come to my store. I'm Mr. Safety. That's a marketing tool. He's completely a bad business owner who doesn't want to take responsibility and doesn't see this as a marketing tool. Am I wrong, Greg? No, not at all. I mean, people, people rather than looking for solutions, they want one given to them, right? Yes. Um, so, so it's easy to take orders and just, you know, get spanked by the government every day and hope it's not too hard and uh, say, well, you know, could be worse. <laughs> and then when things go wrong and when his business collapses, he just says, it's government's fault. Government, give me money. Yeah, you ran me out of business. Why would you make me follow all those regulations? Absolutely, which I begged for. <laughs> Why'd you yeah, make exactly. me follow those regulations that I begged for? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. so I just found that funny. I, I And John was like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> of course. I, look, Yeah, he can't be right all the time, I guess. Look, ev- everybody every once in a while is right, which is why I watch many of those shows. Right? Yep. It's rare that someone's wrong all the time. It's very rare. Yeah. So even John Oliver comes up with good stuff here or there. Of course he does. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope he gets back on Andrew's case next week because uh, that was good. That was good. And I don't know, maybe he felt like everyone was doing it, so he didn't want to just pile on. But Well, a lot of people began to back off of him, if you notice. A lot of people backed off of him for a bit. You see people now defending him because they're worried. They're worried. And this is a smart move by Democrats. Democrats keep putting up Trump because as they keep putting up Trump, then fellow Democrats get afraid and go, oh, no, we can't have Trump. He's he's coming from under my bed. Oh, my God. We need guys like Cuomo to fight Trump. That actually does work. I wish it didn't, but it does. Well, there's conspiracy theory- theories now I saw. They're like, oh, don't think this is just a coincidence. Trump's pushing this agenda. You know, he's the one that got these ladies to go after Cuomo. I'm like, oh, is that what it is? About? Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, so does, like, the left wing have a QAnon now? Because <laughs> There we go. So the left like. wing is QAnon as Trump. I love his Trump-anon. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. We got a Trump-anon for the left. We got a QAnon for the right. We're good. Yeah, yeah, it's all a conspiracy, all of it. But it's the wrong, they've they got the wrong people. You know, it is a conspiracy, but they've got it. They've pinned it on the wrong people. Yes, absolutely. Yep. The, the conspiracy, if there's anything, is always from the elites. They're the ones who are always trying to keep us distracted, fighting each other, mad about things that don't matter when when our actual country is being trashed. Completely agree. Yep. Yep. Well, all you got to do Thank is you, keep Greg. giving them the free solutions. Absolutely. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you. All righty. The free solution is Texas. It literally is. If I want you to imagine for a second. What if we had done that last year at this time? Within three to four months, maybe, we would know exactly what works and doesn't work in every individual county, town, and state. We'd know. And people would have decided already, oh, who got COVID? Oh, those guys did? Where were they? They were over there? What were they doing? That doesn't work. Oh, who didn't get COVID? Those guys didn't? What were they doing? Oh, that works. Done. That's how it would happen. We would know what would be working. Well, Larry, are you prepared to sacrifice those people? We lost half a million already. What are you talking about? Our current system was a disaster. Mine was way better. 
way better. And doesn't make us fight each other. There's the most important piece. Doesn't add politics into it. Doesn't make us fight each other. That's the more important piece. Let me grab a, a couple of comments from the interwebs. So many of them. I appreciate that. Let's see if I can keep going here. Um, Gene says, punching excludes social distancing. That's true. Tough to punch somebody when you're social distancing. Tough. I guess you could in theory, but man, you'd have to have long arms. So, yeah. Uh, Key says, the problem ends up being what works tends to get ignored and what doesn't work is on the news shoved in everyone's face as if we just move one step closer to Armageddon, leading some people to call for more mandates. Yes, yes, and yes, Keith. You are exactly correct. Consistently, you, we find that. That's what leads, what creates conflict leads. That's true. Not what works. That doesn't lead. You don't see the, a great success story. These guys did these things and COVID went down. Nope. It's these guys didn't follow what the government said and they're all dying. That's the one that goes, of course. Tom says, preach it, Larry. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. So, let's see if I keep going here. Cuomo says, I'm sorry, Keith says, Cuomo going to start a war in upstate New York or maybe New York versus Texas. That's cute, but he's already done that. There's already a war right now between upstate and downstate, between rural and urban. That's where we've been forever. We're still there. We can fix this. The solution for that is similar to Texas. Let people be people. Larry Sharp on a free solution. 585-346-3000. Back after the break. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. They're hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. We will reach greatness when every American is fully engaged. So that's the answer. When every American is fully engaged as he continues to divide us. Well, that means never, I guess. There we go. Larry Sharpie are stuck in a situation where we can never be great. I'm sorry. Here on a free solution. W-I-S-L Rochester. W-E-N-Y-E-N-I and Elmira Corning. 
the Patriot, and W-A-C-K in Newark, New York. The cool Newark, 585-346-3000. I saw a comment about Florida um, on the interwebs. And man, it's a good point to bring up. Florida has more people than we have in New York State. They have a higher population by by percentage and by total numbers of elderly people and people with pre-existing conditions. Yet they have less deaths and less, less cases. And they had less of a lockdown. Now, do they have New York City? No, that's true. And people say, well, they don't have New York City. It's true. But they have at least four major metro areas, right? Tampa, Miami, Orlando, Jacksonville. That's four major metropolitan areas. Each one of them with at least a million, if not several million in their metropolitan areas. Right? I think, is Orlando two or three million in the metro area? Miami's got to be two or three or four more in the metro area. So they've got millions. They're stocked up. And they've got elderly. Yeah. Our answer was not the right answer. You might say, well, Larry, that's okay. Because New York State is going to figure this out and change. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. And the one I want to, the idea I want to give you up is, the idea I want to talk to you about, I'm sorry, is New York City landlords. Now, you might say, why do I care about New York City landlords, Larry? I'm not renting something out in New York City. Why do I care? I'm going to tell you why I should care. Because the government, of course, said, well, you can't evict people. And, you know, that's, you you got to be a good landlord. And now people are leaving New York City, packing up and leaving. And they're going to Florida and Texas, supposedly temporarily, but maybe not. So landlords are deciding, you know what? I'm not going to rent my properties out. I'm just going to leave them and not put them on the market. You might say, well, why in the world would some landlord not put their property on the market? Here's why. If you're a landlord and you don't put your properties in the market, basic economics, less product, less supply, higher value. So you can now rent to you know, higher you know, valued people, people who have more money, right? Who have... Uh, able to pay more. You may say, well, Larry, why does that matter? Because if you can't, if you can pay more now, the odds are you've survived the worst of this. So the odds are you're going to be able to pay your rent. And I'm going to get a lot more for my rent. And if I do a two or three or four year lease, I can get a bunch of money for two or three or four years. But what if I just let all my properties out? Supply is high, value is low. I'll get people who can scrape together some cash. They'll do it at a lower, a, a lower rent. I'll get lower rent for two, three years. And if there's two or three people and they're and they're poor or they're middle class or lower in New York City and Manhattan, they might not pay because they lose their job. Well, then I'm screwed as a landlord. Not only do I have hardly any money coming in every month. But now I got nothing coming in and they're using the apartments and I'm paying all the maintenance for it all. I don't want to do that. So I don't rent. And I say, wow, Larry, these guys are going to struggle. No, 
Because what this actually does is it helps the big guy. How does it help the big guy? Because if I have 300 or 400 or 500 or 200 units, if I don't put 10 or 15 in the market, I'm not starving. I'm still okay. Yeah, I lost 10 units, but I can still survive. I'm not starving. I'll be fine. I can hold it off. But what if I only have two or three units? Because I'm a little guy. I got a one small apartment building. Or I rent out in my own home that I fixed. I'm trying to make some extra cash. Trying to pay my mortgage. Right? I'm doing that. Or, or grow myself to be better. Or eventually, eventually buy more. Right? I'm little and I'm trying to get big. I'm screwed. That's the game for me. I can't not put this on the market. So who's going to come to me? I'm in trouble. If they don't pay, I'm finished. If you, if I have 200 or 300 units and 10, 20, 30 don't pay, I'm in trouble, but I'll be fine. I'm going to struggle for a little bit, but I'll get around this. I have two units. One doesn't pay. I'm finished. These rules and regulations hurt the little guy. As always, the big guy wins. And what is our answer in New York State? New York City even, but it's our state. To find landlords who won't put their their um, their uh, properties on the market. I'm not joking. The answer is to find them. We turn that into a money grab. That's our answer. Let's find the landlords. And I'll go down that same road. If I have 300 units, I don't put 15 in the market. And you find me for those 15. Maybe I throw five in the market. You find me for 10. I can absorb the rest. I can absorb the rest. I still deal with it. I still keep 10 up to market. And I absorb it. Maybe even I borrow against the other you know, 15 or 20. So that I can pay your fine. So I can survive through two or three years of this garbage. I'm a little guy. I can't afford the fine. And I can't afford to rent. Either way, I'm screwed. You've just put me in a spot to where I'm finished. Why even bother? Why even bother trying to grow? I have an idea. Pack up. Move to Texas. And I'm not the only guy thinking that. There's a lot of people doing exactly that. And all New York State can do is keep punching us and keep hitting it with a stick. I keep telling you the right answer. I keep telling you the right answer. I had this plan a year ago. And all we can think of is evil landlords. Just like Craig was talking. Evil bad guys. Everyone who's big is evil and bad. And everyone's little is good. And you know who has to protect them? Government. But who runs the government? The big guys. They run the government. They can't help you. They're trying to hurt you. And you think you'd learn by now. You think we would figure this out. Every single crash we've had in the past 30 years. There's a huge increase in the wealth gap because government tries to repair things. Meanwhile, the big guys grab all the assets of the working poor and the middle class. The very poor are already screwed. I feel bad for them. We should always, we should always be concerned about them. Always. But they don't get crushed in these, in, in these crashes. They're already crushed. The people get crushed are the working poor and the middle class. They get devastated. And the rich get richer. 
It's not because Democrat, Republican. It's not because of that. It's because big government constantly tries to fix the problem. And I'll give you the worst example of all of them. It's happening now. They're realizing what I said months ago. This crash is affecting women far more than men. The crash 10 years ago affected men more than women. This one, women more than men. So now what the answer is? Open things up. No. Help out with health care? No. Help out with, uh, you know, lowering restrictions on child care? No. The answer is, I'm not joking, direct payments to working moms. The answer for everything is give people a fish. There's never an answer to help them fish or to let them fish or to teach them how to fish. Never. It's always give them a fish. Because every time I give you a fish, there's strings attached to that fish. And you'll take my fish because I'm going to give you nothing else. But you'll do what I say. Yeah, you will. And you won't learn how to get up on your own two feet ever. Because I'm not actually helping you. And I want all of you listening to understand something. Government doesn't actually help. What it does is service. There's a difference. Help is to get you up on your own. Service is to make sure you stay right there. And what government's very good at is just servicing you. Making sure you stay right there. That's what we're doing now. The answer is constantly the same thing. Just stay right there. Don't get better. I don't want to improve anything uh, because then I don't have a job. You got to stay bad so I actually have my job. So no. Service, not help. Let me grab a couple more of these comments. I'm sorry, I'm preachy a bit. I know I am. It's what I do, though. I'm sorry. Uh, Tom says, my Democrat friends got so unhinged over Texas. Mine, too. In about two weeks, they're going to hate me for reminding them every day. (laughs) Yes, but they're going to forget that, and and they'll hate you for something else, Tom. They'll find another reason to be mad at you, because it's not that. It's something else. Yes, that's how it always works. I appreciate that. So, Vendetto says, I left New York City for Jersey two years ago, and now I'm done with the Northeast. It's funny you say that. My mother did the same thing. My mother left New York for Jersey, then left Jersey for South Carolina. My mother died in South Carolina. She couldn't survive in the Northeast. She couldn't retire here. It was impossible for her. She couldn't do it. So, my kids lost their grandma because of New York City, New Jersey, and New York rules. Our state's are so crushing, they destroy families. They literally break up families. Terrible. You are absolutely correct. I, I, yes. Jay says, difference between government and organized crime is only distinction of legality. That's pretty accurate. Because I always want my cut from government, right? Where's my cut? Something can't fall here, right? Yeah. Be a shame if something were to happen to your business over there. That's <laughs> absolutely true. I, I wish you were wrong. But you're completely right. Larry Sharp here on uh, Free Solution. Back with more of your comments after the break. 585-346-3000. Back after the break. 
This is Kevin Wilson, the host of A Free Solution. If you're enjoying this episode right now, you think that me and Larry Sharp are providing good content to you, I'd appreciate you doing us a favor. We have a Patreon now. If you go to patreon.com slash a free solution, pledge to donate five, ten dollars a month, just a, a few bucks a week, and this helps us create new content, hire better researchers, get better guests, and Helps us stay on air, too, because it's not totally free to be on the air. Give $5, $10 a month to our Patreon, and as a reward, we also give you exclusive early access to some of our episodes and bonus content as well, stuff that you will no longer be able to find on the podcast. So go to patreon.com slash a free solution to support our show and make sure that me and Larry Sharp can give you the best content possible. Thanks. A free solution. Hey, it's Larry Sharp back on A Free Solution. Thank you for giving me a chunk of your afternoon. WYSL Rochester, W-E-N-Y, E-N-I, Elmira, according to Patriot, W-A-C-K in Newark, New York. Thank you so much for paying attention. And if you can, follow us on Facebook, A Free Solution. Follow us on YouTube, A Free Solution, so you can watch this cool show every single day at noon. I know on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, I know. But there's Wednesday, Friday, too. It's not just me, guys. There's other cool people here, too. I appreciate it. Let me grab a couple ideas I want to bring up. The first one, someone just reached out to me saying the way they're doing it is people are gathering together who are vaccinated and then getting cards. Okay. I actually don't mind if individuals create cards that people respect. It's fine. My worry is when government decides. That's my biggest issue. Government decides. Because if an individual says, hey, I'm going to start the I'm cool vaccinated guy card. Okay, you have a choice of accepting it or not. You can say, you know what? That's an awesome card. I'm in. Or no. When government does it, you have to. Or there's punishment. And I want to go one step further. You would think, well, now we're vaccinated. So now we're good. No. So on CNN this morning, the CDC, I think, the CDC is now coming up with what you can do once you're vaccinated. What you can do once you're vaccinated. I thought once you're vaccinated, you're good. And the worst part is people are waiting to hear what they can do. I I, I feel like I'm Randy Marsh from South Park going, I thought this was America. I think I'm, I'm that guy now. I, I can't believe that we're literally saying we were waiting for the vaccine. Now the vaccine comes and we still have to wait to decide what the government will allow us to do. I'm blown away by how bad we are as, as a people. We've accepted this like there's no tomorrow. Let me grab a couple if I can. Um, you're doing a great job. Just need more people to listen to you. Thank you, Matthew. I would love to see you on national TV on Joe Rogan, the Hill, all the platform. I actually was on Joe Rogan, put in Joe Rogan, Larry Sharp. You can see I did two hours on Rogan. So thank you. I was on Rogan, not the Hill yet. Matthew, if you know somebody, let him know. Uh, Barbara says, I am also planning to move to Florida for some of the same reasons as your mother had. Yep. However, one of my kids and his wife plan to go with me. Yes. As the Yorkers is hard on millennials trying to get started with their own home as it is for seniors. You're right. New York is not friendly. It just isn't. And people are leaving. 
Vendetto says, I have no less than 10 friends who are looking at real estate in Florida. I'm uprooting my family and business once again for greener pastures in Florida. It's not like I haven't seen these things, guys. I have. It's not like I haven't thought this. And for those of you who know my story, the the final, the nail in the coffin, or the final story that broke the camel's back for me running for governor was me leaving, thinking about leaving New York State. I was looking for another place to go, greener pastures, as you were talking about. I was thinking about Charlotte, North Carolina, because I need a big city to do what I do. Charlotte's a hub, a lot of big businesses. And I realized I could sell my house in Queens and buy a mansion down there, pay less taxes, and still survive. And instead of moving, as many people thought I should, I got angry. And to your point, why in the world should I have to uproot myself? The, the city I'm, I'm born in, the city my business is in, where all my customers are, why would I do that? I don't want to do that. So thank you. Let me grab a call. John from Rochester. How are you, sir? Hey, Larry. I'm doing good. I don't know if you I've, – I've listened to part of your show, but I just saw a headline uh, in the New York Daily News that, that said that vaccinated people will be able to uh, uh, get together without mm-hmm. masks and don't have to social distance. Now, this comes from the CDC, supposedly. There we go. So I'm telling you – uh, there's a lot of people out there that aren't going to get vaccinated. Yep. So it, it's a, that's a heck of a concern. Yes, I think what we're going to wind up doing is by default creating a second class of citizens, which is just going to divide us even more. It's going to be like a is, caste system. Yes, India. absolutely. It, it, we're yes. going to be like get India. Yes, we're going to be untouchables. John, we're going to be untouchables, man. That's, that's right. That's going to end up happening. <laughs> We're deplorables and untouchables, both of them. What kind of jobs are we going to get when we can't be judged? That's right. The the funny part about this is, is I actually don't have a problem with certain fields saying, look, you need to get a vaccine or something, whatever the case may be, to work in a certain area. In other words, if you're, say, for example, going to be a home health care worker dealing with people who are over 60 who are pre-existing conditions, I get that. But what you'd want to have is a group of people who those people say, hey, I don't care if they're vaccinated. And the other people say, no, no, I care. That to me makes total sense. But anything that is mandated by the government by default creates a second class citizen. Am I wrong? Well, yeah, I, I agree. But, you know, you you probably have more knowledge of this than I do, but. I, I had thought that healthcare workers can't be mandated to get the vaccination. Is that is that the case? No, no. I, uh, what I'm saying is, I'm okay with a company, right? A, a hospital, a group, right, a home, yeah. saying, "Hey, there are certain people who are at risk. So if you're not vaccinated, you can't work with those people." Ah, I'm fine with that. And right. some people will be concerned. Right? If yeah. I was over 60 with a pre-existing condition, I'd be concerned. I, I would I, be. I understand, I understand that. But I think by law, I don't think – I think the workers have a right to turn down the vaccine. Yes, and they are. Yeah. But the, the issue is they're going to make it – like I talked about before, they're not going to mandate it, but they're going to make it to where if you don't, you know, your mothers will not even get out of bed in the morning. Just stay in bed. Because no one's going to talk to you. 
and you can't do anything. They're going to make it to where you can't get in a bus. You can't, and if you can't get on a bus or a train, who are you hurting? Only the poor and middle class. You're dealing with the working poor and the middle class. The wealthy don't get in the bus. Well, I, mean, I, can see, I can see this. I can see where they could require, if you're not vaccinated, uh, you'll be able to do anything you want, but you're going to have to wear a mask. And the people that are vaccinated... Uh, Absolutely. Uh, won't, won't have to. And according to the CDC, that's going to be the case as far as the recommendation goes. Yep. And that's going to be your scarlet letter. You have a mask on. You're one of the evil people who doesn't have a vaccine. Boo. You got to go sit over in the mask session with the bad people. I wish you were wrong, John. But I don't well, think you were. Well, listen, keep up the fight. And uh, by the way, Orlando had 60,000 new residents last year. There we go. They're rocking and rolling. Florida's winning. John, thank you so much for the call. Guys, the free solution is always the same. It's give people more freedom. Let them choose. We wind up winning. Larry Sharp, free solution. I will see you guys in a couple of days.